Welcome to Holistic Ambition, where we talk with visionary leaders who are redefining what it means to be ambitious. We cover ways you can live with more well-being, meaning, and fun in your career, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Stephanie Toma, life coach for ambitious professionals and author of Confident Introvert. Welcome to Holistic Ambition, where we talk with visionary leaders who are redefining what it means to be ambitious. We cover ways that you can live with more well-being, meaning, and fun in your career, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Stephanie Toma, life coach for ambitious professionals and author of Confident Introvert. All right, people, if you have just been laid off, this is the video for you. And speaking from experience, on all ends of the spectrum, someone who has been laid off, someone who has mentored people who have been laid off to be resilient and thrive. But I know that if you're watching this right now, especially if it's your first layoff, you may be feeling a sense of identity crisis, a loss of identity, a, a lot. Oftentimes, you know, you're fed this idea that your work is like your family when in reality, I mean, it depends on your dreams dynamics, but you know, it's not exactly like that. Uh, so there can be a lot that goes into redefining who you are and getting to a place of feeling whole and confident and really ready to contribute to the world in a meaningful way, potentially in a different way. So I'm going to go into the five biggest mistakes that I've seen my clients make uh, that we certainly redirect them to so that you don't have to make them. And the first one is going on autopilot, thinking, all right, I just need to, you know, let's not take time to process anything. Let's just go ahead and get the same type of job immediately. And, you know, while I do recommend having an element of momentum, you know, I'll even share one time, uh, you know, my very first job when I was 15, I remember I walked into work one day. And I was handed a check by someone that I didn't know. And he said, oh, hey, oh, you're Stephanie. Oh, yeah, you don't work here anymore. <laughs> so as you can imagine, there was an element of shock. And then I walked, I think, two miles to a gym where I readily submitted an application and then started working there. So there are some instances where kind of going with the flow of things and being in a daze but still taking action, maybe it can work. But you know, oftentimes in the more adult life stages where there's an opportunity to really assess what you want to both give and receive out of your career experience. Um, you know, do you really want to stay on this path? Maybe you want to consider a new title, a new role. Maybe there's a sort of pivot that you'd like to make. Maybe you're even interested in entrepreneurship or freelancing. And, you know, I oftentimes help, I oftentimes help new entrepreneurs craft that next stage, right? Kind of your niche, what you want to stand for, getting comfortable with self-promotion. That is certainly something that you need to get used to and comfortable with when you embark upon creating your own thing. So, you know, the second thing here is, let's say someone who gets laid off and does not create a routine. They're just kind of going day by day, maybe sleeping in all day, wearing pajamas all day. I actually think that sometimes it can be okay to wear peaches all day, but there are other things, you know, that I, that I recommend um, doing in terms of creating a routine. So getting up at the same time every day, 
and I would even say during weekends, you know, this is something that really helps set your circadian rhythm and gives you a greater sense of energy during the day and um, also allows your sleep quality to improve beyond what it probably was before. And then when it comes to what you do first thing in the morning, before you do anything, okay, maybe brush your teeth, do that sort of thing. But I want you to exercise. What that might look like is going on a walk around the block, okay? Anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes every day. And maybe you break a sweat, maybe you do high intensity intervals. Um, there are so many great YouTube videos out there. So getting a really solid, let's say, uh, workout from home setup, or you don't even need equipment really. Some Sometimes just the basics are enough. Maybe you do gentle yoga if you're really kind of feeling out of it and like you want to be kind to yourself. And there are several studies that suggest that exercising first thing in the morning versus the afternoon or the evening, again, allows you to have a better sense of sleep, which then feeds into everything else. You're feeling well-rested throughout the entire day. And, you know, you may be tempted to create a schedule that is, okay, nine to five, mirroring perhaps the nine to five that you were just in, when really, this is your time. This is an opportunity to redefine how you spend your time, particularly in the job search. So maybe you're dedicating two to four hours a day to your job search. And this doesn't include networking. So I recommend that uh, my job seeker clients and my entrepreneur clients are going to one or two networking events in person every week. And the idea is to craft an elevator pitch that doesn't necessarily talk about like, this is my role, this is my company. See how that wouldn't really work out too well in this scenario. Uh, what you wanna do instead is define yourself based on things that cannot be taken away. Skills that you have, interests that you have, a personal project that really lights you up and begin to lead with that. And nowadays, People don't always ask, what do you do right off the bat? But especially when people are nervous or not well-versed in networking, they will ask you that. So it's nice to have a little one-liner elevator pitch. Uh, and then it's totally fine to redirect the focus back to them and get to know kind of what brings them to the event and such. And the third is ruling out options too soon. So let's say when you are looking for your next opportunity, you have a, a, a laundry list of, okay, the work culture needs to check all of these boxes. The role needs to be, uh, you know, encompassing all of these tasks, no more, no less. I've seen clients who pass up opportunities that actually could be a fit. Maybe there is a little more flexibility than what you see in the job posting, right? Um, so it's one of those situations where if you are feeling like a yes, to the posting that you come across, if you're feeling like a maybe, as long as it's not a hard no, I would say listen to yourself when it's a hard no, but then also ask yourself, is this a, a true no, or is this me reacting or yourself reacting to something that's a little bit triggering because maybe it's actually a dream role or something that you feel like you're unworthy of for whatever reason, even though you are actually qualified. So really tuning into what is your yes, so maybe if you don't have that structure yet, go ahead and make a list of a dream role. I, I love to really encourage clients to go ahead and free write for 20 minutes, a perfect day in the life in your career. What is that like? And bonus points for writing it on paper, because again, studies show that writing something down 
makes it statistically more likely to actually happen. So I want you to achieve those goals, especially the ones that seem improbable. So go ahead and write down those dreams. And ah, yes, so let's say that now you're open to the yeses, open to the maybes. The fourth mistake is hiding in shame. So especially if you attributed a lot of your self-worth to your role, whether you were recognized at work or not, you know, maybe there was an element of prestige. There certainly was an element of perceived stability. Uh, what you may want to do is hide away for a while and maybe not tell anyone, hope that no one finds out, or maybe your coworkers know and you're like, oh, I wish they didn't. You know, there is an integration period or there can be sort of in between the shock phase and the realization phase where uh, where it can be a good time to actually be more visible about it. Once you feel like you have that sense of embodiment um, and you have done the processing uh, that is healthy for you to do, where uh, let's say what, what I actually uh, had a client do that was quite successful was post on LinkedIn to actually share the one thing that they were maybe not so much wanting to share, which was the fact that they were open for work. And, you know, there is a strategy for a type of post like this, where you're not necessarily starting out with, hey, these are all the emotions I'm feeling. It's really sucky. Can you help me? I'm in such despair. You know, you really want to be careful of framing. And again, if you are in that mindset, don't make it wrong, but get help. Seriously, nothing wrong with getting help. There are resources. So therapy resources that you may want to consider include Open Path Collective. No matter where you are in the U.S., you can get an account there. Um, you know, maybe if you do have a severance package, there can be some coverage there. So just go ahead and, and look into building out a healthy support team as you make this life transition. And again, when you feel like maybe at this point, it's a little stretchy, but it's not pushing you over the edge. And what you want to do is frame it in, you know, you want to have gratitude for the previous employer and it's okay to express disappointment, but to not linger there and to say, you know, even though I would have loved to, to stay and continue to grow there, I also acknowledge the opportunity to X, Y, Z and give a call to action at the end. Let people know what you're interested in, the type of people that you want to connect with. Um, you know, another uh, client and I are working on a podcast for herself. Isn't this kind of meta because you're listening to a podcast right now? So because she, she was thinking about interviewing people in a specific industry and uh, just doing informational interviews. And I asked, well, have you considered perhaps getting permission, of course, and recording the interviews and making it into a podcast? So, you know, this is something if it lights you up, you'll know if it's something that feels kind of just like not in your wheelhouse, not something that you're interested in at all, then no worries. But you'll know if there's that inkling of, oh, cool. So, you know, what this does is if you want to interview people and establish thought leadership that your potential employer can see and learn along the way and help others learn what you are learning, it's a great way to do that, right? To It can be on YouTube. It, it can be uh, just an audio version. So really, you know, open yourself up to being more visible uh, in virtual social spaces um, about where you're at on your journey. And okay, fifth is transactional outreach. So 
let's say, uh, you know, with the previous example, um, you're likely to actually get invitations to connect and, and have different, you know, once you kind of are visible with your social media post or your podcast, but um, other clients of mine are proactively reaching out to existing friends, maybe uh, recent colleagues, and they say, oh, yeah, they're just going to make this connection for me. And, and then I ask, have you had a virtual coffee with them to catch up? And they say, oh, no, I don't need to. The relationship is so strong. And, you know, I would like to caution potentially taking different connections for granted because they feel so close. So, you know, the idea here is assuming they're not in a totally swamped period of their career where it would actually be a burden to connect with you. But I think it's great to say, oh, I really appreciate you making this connection. And also, I really want to connect with you too and catch up, see how you're doing. Can we do a 20 or 30 minute virtual coffee in the next couple of weeks? And then let's say when, let's say they connect you with a recruiter or a hiring manager, and let's say that you have a conversation, then it's nice to circle back and say, hey, so-and-so in a message, thank you so much for making that connection. I actually spoke with so-and-so today. And then just kind of leave it there. You don't need to update them every step of the way, but it is nice to let them know when their connection actually resulted in a point of contact being made. And, you know, so there you have it. Those are the five main mistakes that I have witnessed in coaching over 100 people, specifically in job search strategy during this time. So, you know, if you have any uh, personal topics when it comes to uh, redefining yourself in your career, I'd like you to go ahead and message me or comment or just let me know in some way what is interesting to you. And of course, go ahead and engage, like, subscribe, all of that good stuff so that more people can be helped by this content. Uh, especially if you find this helpful, it's great to pay it forward in that way. Thank you for tuning in to Holistic Ambition. This is Stephanie Thomas saying goodbye for now and inviting you to take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time.